you're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. James, I know you are behind on this. You need to start playing Fallen Order. <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah. Story is pretty fun. If anything, just watch all the cinematics on YouTube. I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure they're all there. Like it's cool. I really like the connection it has with uh, the Star Wars comics, and then also sort of, I guess, Rebels with just like the Inquisitors. Mm. It's, okay. it's really, it's uh, it's funny. Just I, I saw other news about Inquisitors that you only see in the comics, but then there's like a spanning of it. So there's more to it because it's sort of like, uh, especially with this game, you start to learn names. So it's just like, ooh, this is very, very cool. And I'm like, it's it's exciting to hear some of the, like, uh, the Ninth Sister was mostly in the comic. Yeah. And in this game, and uh, you hear her voice. So it's like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> so that's I, what she sounds like. Hmm? I, I, I don't even know how to describe You know what my problem is? I, I don't listen to audio. But I did pause what I was listening to so I could hear it, and I can't. But I had the volume on my TV low, so I can't even describe it. <laughs> I found and, the closed captioning on that game was like, or like the instructions were way too small for me. I was like, I can't see what it says, and I have to stand in front of the TV. And I've seen Aaron play it like five, five inches from the TV. Like I can't see what it's saying. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we've gotten bigger TVs from when we were kids yet? are still sitting like maybe five feet away from the team. Use bigger font. Use yeah, bigger yeah, font. yeah. A giant font. Not, that's actually a good point. They should have ability to make the font bigger. I don't think they usually do. It's usually just turn it on and off. Hmm. Anyways, this is the Rebel Scum Podcast. What? I'm Brian. I'm Jay. This is, and here we are, as in olden days. Uh, <laughs> here we are, yeah. as in Quarantine days. <laughs> Happy quarantine. Uh, to you, wash your hands <laughs> and stay inside. Faithful friends who you'll never see again. <laughs> Zoom with them uh, online. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fall in Order. Bravo on this. I don't even know Did you what. Beat it? How it hmm? Not you, yet. No. Oh, I'm like, I think I'm on Kashyyyk and it is. Pretty cool because we've seen Kashyyyk in other games, yeah. but I feel like you really get to explore to the point that I was playing today and I was like, oh, "This is what like the theme park should be like," but it's <laughs> right. it's not. But yeah, I enjoy it. A uh, lot of dropping. Ca- you know what? Also, at uh, Sagarera is a, like a yes. fairly large part in this in this game. And I'm like, yeah, I want more soccer. <laughs> is it is it so like really like I think it would be the craziest character in Star Wars? How he was like nothing. He's just like a character in the Clone Wars. And then he shows up in Rogue One, and now they've just used Forrest Whitaker for everything. He's like the Ahsoka of of the new era of Star Wars. Like he binds yeah. everything together. And he's dead. Yeah, and and like it's also interesting because he's he's kind of the like you can put him at like the beginning of this, the building of the rebellion and all that. But then you, as you see him in more things, you see him slowly getting crazier and crazier. Like, especially in rebels, like, cause I think even they have like, there's 
there's an episode where he doesn't have crazy hair yet and he's still a yeah. full person and then you go, go get closer to rogue one and he has crazy hair but they has but throughout he's got that nervous laugh yeah, going yeah, yeah. on oh so good uh but yeah i mean i really hope the success of like this game and all the other stuff is that they could hypothetically make a movie about Sagarera, Emphy's Nest, you know, Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, like strike while the iron's still hot and these people are able to do it. At least like I mean looking at Captain Marvel, they they de aged uh Samuel L. Jackson, so yeah, it's like possible. they could do that with all of them. I mean they don't even have to do much, I don't think. I don't know. But like that would I think that would be a fun uh, if anything, like a TV show, like Disney Plus content. Yes, that yes. Would, I think that's where it should. It would probably live. They seem nervous about the theatrical releases, and I think that has to do with fan reception of them, for sure. I, yeah. I honestly believe if Mandalorian came out in the theater, people would probably hate it. <laughs> probably. That's, real, that's not the man. That's not how Mandalorian... Why are Mandalorians not taking off their helmets now? That's a good point. It seems like the more you belabor something, the more Star Wars fans like it. You know, like they didn't give us Mandalorian all at one go. They gave it to us on uh, the episodic. So you had to wait. So it's like, oh, this. You had time to think about all the things that you've seen so far. Yeah. Or rewatch. Which is why I think the three years between movies was always nice. As much as it Mm -hmm. sucked waiting, it's like you knew it was coming and it gave you those... Those the gap in between to yep. to conjure up your own opinions and thoughts and and your um, theories and whatnot. I mean, it, it makes it fun. And they, they, like a a year per movie, we said it all the time. It's like, when is this gonna get tiresome? I don't think either yeah. one of us got tired of the year no. the yearly movie. I do think looking back, Solo after Last Jedi might have been too soon. Um, we obviously went opening night to both of them, and then we saw Solo twice together. It's yeah. just it, it. It was weird. It was like that May opening just didn't feel right. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, we're here to see Star Wars, and then it's like it's the most un-Star Warsy of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if Rogue One came out in May, we would have had a different reaction. But Solo, I think you know the cinematography and whatnot. It just doesn't feel so Star Warsy at times. That mm-hmm. it, it definitely played into that but it was yeah i think that was the only time where it's like this might be too soon the year gap sure but i think i think go to the two years that they're planning on now i like and if they ever go back to three years i'd be as much as i hate that gap i would appreciate it i i hope what happens with the next movies is that they're like okay I, i know film studios like to plan out their their future totally fine but when you announce these things there has to be a script ready, right? It can't be just like episode nine or well, episode 10, 11. I know they're not doing episodes, but you know, whatever you want, I can have to, you know, Marvel does it all the time and they've, DC's done it. And probably, I think DC over Marvel's probably deleted a half yeah. of the, <laughs> the things they were going DC to make. DC ruined it. It's just like, don't, <clears throat> I mean, do it. It's fun. It's exciting. And I, I it's, I'm not, crappy on that part by just like have a script because we all know they're going to rewrite stuff anyways but at least have a script so and i think star wars would benefit from this pretty significantly because they're like here is our storyline if they with these next three movies all connect if they or <laughs> shake it up and don't make them connect 
I mean, maybe, you know, do that little fun connection of all these things. But, like, they like make a decision now. Don't – I I think stuff like Marvel and, and Star Wars, they can't – I mean, I'm not a film person or a film executive or, like, in charge. Of, I think they can't compare other movies to this. You know what I mean? Mm. It's – you're going to get people coming in until you get like five stinkers in a row, which arguably has not happened yet, but other people would disagree. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Do you think that makes sense? I agree. And you know what? There's an article on, is it IO9? Is that the website? IO9? I think so. That's what I always call it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's IO9. And I've seen a bunch of Lucasfilm people, story group, uh, artists, things like from Lucasfilm. There's an article about how canon is ruining storytelling. And and they're all sharing it, and people are getting mad and whatnot. And I I've kind of been saying this for a while, where I I kind of almost agree. I think things like I like things when they connect, but I don't like mm-hmm. when you withhold things because it has to connect. I think mm-hmm. there should be freedom in storytelling. And look, the sequel trilogy. Obviously, if you're making three movies like that, then they should connect. If you make the original trilogy, prequels, whatever. But Rogue One, Solo, you know, just sure have them tie in and whatnot. But I, yeah, going in the future, just do what you want. Have fun. Have fun with this yeah. sandbox that you're in. Don't be beholden to anything. Like once you do that, you're taking away creativity. That's what it is. You're taking away people's creativity. And even if you look at, you know, if you're a huge JJ fan or a huge RJ fan, that's Ryan Johnson, fan of those guys, <laughs> uh, their creativity was probably hindered a little bit because they were handcuffed to this, yeah. that, and the other, right? Where it's, it's, let's get somebody in here, fresh start, you know, this High Republic thing, fresh start, handcuffs off, do what you want with Star Wars. Anything you mm-hmm. want, bring it in and do it. Um, that's what I would like. I'm with you, though. I think the next movie they do, make it a one-off just make it one movie and if it and if it works do a sequel do a sequel and if it doesn't work don't do a sequel do, do the another ne- one do yeah. the next one yeah why not and then you know what they're all separate from each other and then all of a sudden you can say you know guess what they're all going to tie yeah. together in this movie we did one we're all ties together because somebody comes in like i like all these but i want to do a movie the avengers version of it and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that i mean iron man when they made iron man mm-hmm. one they weren't it was never like, well, Iron Man 1 is going to connect to the Incredible Hulk. Sure, they mm-hmm. added in Nick Fury at the end, but nothing in that movie gives you a hint that anything is happening beyond what you're seeing on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think it's just like, have a have a script ready, whatever you do next. Uh, though, going back to what you said like about uh, the, I forget, the story group or whatever, it's just like, Canon is killing Star Wars. I I, I get the 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 meaning because like, yeah, it's like oh we have to stick in this in this structure. But like, the lore of Star Wars has always been a factor. I mean, not when the original ones came out because there was nothing outside of those movies. And like, I guess the holiday special and when did the cartoons come out? After mid eighties, yeah, eighty four. So well after. So like. That stuff came after that. That was like the predecessors of what would become like the EU book series and all that jazz. I think that I mean the prequels for sure are affected by the other movies, 
even though they technically don't have to. I mean, I guess they can't just be like, oh, Anakin's dead and blah, blah, blah. You can't just rewrite things. I think canon's always there, and I. but I understand it is killing Star Wars in the fact that we're like, I don't think anyone is justified what the rules of canon are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's sort of like, oh, well, we can't do this because this is and this and this and this. Uh, when I, I haven't read that article, but when I look at it and there, what I agree with is if you read a comic, it's nice if the comic ties into the movies. Yeah. That's nice. But also it's a comic and the movies are the movies and the books are the books mm-hmm. and the video games are the video games. And it's nice that they all tie together, but it takes away from a lot too because there are stories and we, we talked about this before. I mean, I brought it up where the rise of Kylo and great comics. Sure. Charles Soule, yeah. awesome. But yeah. why is that not a Disney plus series? Like, why can't they do that? But now they're like, well, the story's been told there, and they're not going to adapt it because that's just not their style. So now it's like it's only in the comic form, and you know that there's a large percentage of fans that aren't going to read that comic that would watch a series or or whatnot. And I think that's the problem is they're they're laying too much concrete down on this is where this lives, that's where that lives, that's it. We're done. It's like, it's like, no, but what if I come in and I'm like, I have this idea for Kylo Ren. It takes place here. And it's sometime like we, we did the shadows of the empire thing this morning. And you know, it's like, it's not canon anymore. Cause Lucasfilm has other plans. Yeah. Now they're retelling that story. But shadows of the empire is a great story. Yeah. You know, like, I don't understand why they just can't have, I, for me, it's always been about the way it's taken now versus the way it was before and i'm not a fan of a lot of the legends books there were a lot of ones that i did like but whatever i'm that's, this is not what it's about it's almost like they're a f- for the sake of of world building they're afraid to have fun with the ip and what we're left with now is basically instead of i mean high republic might change this but instead of like fun books to read like lost stars we are now they're basically notebooks where we have to that we use to study so that we go see the movie we're like well that ship see the reason why that ship there is because in that book on page 47 of that book that ship was over there uh hauling spice to you know what i mean like it's focus on the fun before you focus on the canon is what i think yeah the message i think the story group is trying to get out there to the fans like don't be so i think it was actually sorry brock but i think it was even more when they were retweeting it was more direct uh, directed at the fandom saying chillax yeah, no, chillax yeah. on it just enjoy the, enjoy what you're watching i think that's what they it was need, they need to incorporate into this uh retconning like yes. marvel cuz like think about it i did, know what this pops into my head as you're talking the character of scott summers aka <laughs> cyclops from the x men that book started stanley's like oh it's i mean i he's it's about racism, but like, yeah, yeah. was he thinking that? It's hard to say. But basically, that's what the, the premise of it's like. There's these four kids, and they go to a school, and they're wizards, and they go to the Triwizard Cup. Uh, no, but like, as you as you grow, because here's the thing about comics: you have the creator, the artist, and the writer. They make an idea, and if it's successful, they keep making it. But obviously. They don't stay on. Stan Lee's not still. Oh, Stan Lee's passed on. R.I.P. But like, like Stan Lee and uh, Jack, yeah, Jack Kirby. I believe. Uh, well, the artist might have changed a few times. It, it's like back in the day, right? So like yeah. they're doing. Uh, 
there's generations of like Chris Claremont took over and arguably his run of X-Men is one of the more, I would argue more notorious, but like, anyways, going back to Scott Summers, Scott Summers was just a guy. They didn't even call, didn't even call him Scott at first. He was slim. Right. <laughs> and then as the years go on, it turns out he has a, a, a brother, uh, Havoc, who he didn't know about. Yeah. And he finds, and then it turns out his parents, like, they survived uh, a, a plane crash because they jumped. Their parents gave them the last parachute. They jumped out, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that the parents aren't dead. They were abducted by the Shi'ar somehow. <laughs> and uh, the mother died. And then the father became the leader of the Star Jammers, who you then meet when the X-Men go out into space. But then alternatively... <laughs> Doctor, Mister Doctor, Mister Sinister involves himself with Scott Summers because then that works with a whole series of stories, and then that is like that's classic X Men stories I've just been talking about. In like the two thousands, they incorporated that there's a third Summers brother. <laughs> brother, the mother was pregnant, and then the mother died, but the baby was saved, and then lived in space. I think is the no. There was a. Th- and then, like, somehow that Summers came back to Earth, was on the X-Men, but then it was a massive, terrible mission they went on, and Charles Xavier erased that. That's, like, 50 years of talking about the same character. Like, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and I can go on and on, but, like, perhaps that needs to be incorporated into Star Wars, where it's like, well... Han and Leia in the expanded universe had three kids. Well, what if we found a way to incorporate new kids? We won't because one, we need to get away from these characters. But like, there's no reason we couldn't figure out a way to do that. I don't know. I mean, when you start to add stuff like in that, you then you got issues of like, like plot holes, and then like half the time it's always time travel or alternate dimensions, yeah. and then you're like, okay. I, I, <laughs> so I don't know. If- for comics and, and stuff, I think you, they should be they should have freedom to do. I mean, I don't know. It's I don't yeah, want to cheapen yeah. the comics either. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be no. like, well, it's a comic, so they can they can wreck on it. I don't want to do that. But I like things like that where people, you know, the, the movies are the movies, and they're what you know what they always say are the true canon are the movies. So let's just have fun with everything else. And and I, I think yeah. as a, as a as a fandom, we need to relax on nitpicking, but. You know, but in this book, this was set. It doesn't matter. Like it, you know, in in the sequel trilogy, does it ever matter who Poe's parents are? Do you yeah. know, does it even does it ever matter that Traitor T R eight R was uh, or T Nines? His name was Nines. Does it ever matter? First of all, that his name's Nines, and secondly, that he was a redhead. No, none of that matters. It's fun to read. We enjoy it, but we don't have to obsess over things like that. Do we just yeah. like? I think we need to chill and just like uh, the what what is being presented to us for what it is not for what uh i don't know just eat your eat your uh eat your steak and veggies tofu yeah. oh speaking of steak you get to eat steak on sunday no nope. <laughs> orthodox oh Easter's it's orthodox later. right you gotta yeah, yeah. that yeah. that that one always baffles me the date of it that's the calendar it's just it's but Anyway, we won't get into it. It's a, but uh, yeah, it's. Well, I'm having I'm having chocolate on Sunday. I'm having a lot of chocolate. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. 
I'm just going to be there. Aaron's going to be like, what do you do? I'm like, I eat chocolate. I don't know where I'm going to get this chocolate from because I haven't bought myself any. But I am mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, my niece is in cadets. And right before all this happened, this, we had a box of the chocolates they have to sell. Yeah. I might just dive into that box. I'll just <laughs> buy, how much is this box? <laughs> it's mine. That's how I'm going to do it. Uh, all right. Uh, Mark Hamill. How about that? You want to go to Mark Hamill? Sure. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, here we go. So Mark Hamill wrote a letter. There it is. He wrote a letter to on Twitter to all the fans about uh, being Luke Skywalker. He says, What an extraordinary journey it's been. Back in 1976 when Carrie Harrison and I were... were Testing for our roles in what was then called The Adventures of Luke Starkiller has taken from the Journal of the Wills Saga 1, the Star Wars, George Lucas. Uh, There's no way we could have known what an incredibly rich and imaginative act of adventures this obscure little space movie would launch, inspiring eight more chapters to tell the entire Skywalker saga, or Skywalker story, for some of you, that journey began with an over 40 years ago look, loving Star Wars in, or letting Star Wars, or sorry, inviting Star Wars into your lives from the seat of a, just a few dozen theaters in its first days of release. For others, you may have joined in somewhere along the way from the harrowing saga of young Anakin, Descent to the Dark Side, in the prequel trilogy or the introduction of an entirely new generation of heroes in the sequel trilogy. As Carrie once said, Star Wars is about family and that is what we have all become. One great, one giant community that shares the common experience of these stories and the fundamental values they instill in it. Whether you're a relative newcomer to the Star Wars galaxy or a long time UPF, ultra-passionate fan, I am deeply thankful for your continued evaluation, or sorry, continued enthusiasm and dedication to George's faraway galaxy, which will continue to grow with new storytellers, building as even bigger galaxy filled with heroes, villains, action, romance, and of course, the Force. May the Force be with you always, Mark Hamill. The Force is the Force. Yeah, Yeah. so Mark Hamill is uh, I guess this is his official release form <laughs> from Star Wars. This is Pink Slip. He is done as Luke Skywalker, and he just wants to thank everybody. Uh, did you think we were ever going to see Luke again after Rise? I don't know. It's. I want to say yes, because I would like to know what happens between Jedi and Force Awakens. But yeah, I mean, I've said numerous times that we need to move away from these characters mm-hmm. because it's just hampering us. Like, what we were just talking about. Exactly. Just, these movies we put out so far are all what ifs. Like, what if the Star Wars story went on for three more movies? Mm-hmm. What if we... What What if it's we done. found out what happened on uh, with the plans for the Death Star? What if we saw Young Sol- Solo? Like, so we're not... We're doing like, well, what if we expand this story? It's like, well, no, it should be, well, what is the next? Yeah. What does the galaxy look like after the first order? What, you know, like, we don't define things enough. Even like rewatching um, Resistance, it's sort of like, 
why does the first order have this much power? <laughs> yeah, that's never ever really no. given. It is it's it is. like even in that one, prior to them blowing up Hosnian Prime, they're just like the first order. It's like, well, why are you like? <laughs> what makes them more powerful than the pirates that harass you every once in a while? Yeah, um, I, well, that's the thing. Like, I talked to Andrew about this the other day. It's like they, they forgot the why. Yeah, they forgot the why with the, the sequel trilogy. And I hope whatever High Republic is, whatever is next, like the Mandalorian, they knew what the the why was, right? It was yeah. maybe it was you, you have to. I think going into it, and I've said this before. I think the the mistake with with the whole thing was getting J.J. Abrams working on it based on the question, "Don't you want to know what happened to Luke Skywalker?" And the question needs to be like, just why? Like, why is Luke Skywalker? Why? What's how? What is like the galaxy when we leave it and return the Jedi is arguably at peace. Mm. So what is the conflict? Why? And and I yeah. think that was the one. You know, it's it's fascinating to think about what happened to Luke Skywalker. But I've said for me, Luke Skywalker lived happily ever after, burning his father. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you really need. Yeah, he, he could have easily had a better life, but they decided to crap on it, and it was like, why? You know what I mean? Like we're going into this high republic series with high hopes that it's a lot different and there's mention that it's like this is the the high republic so therefore the republic is probably thriving instead of being Mm -hmm. the end of the republic or the low like the pre-empire republic there's there's a reason to call it that so we're expecting a difference but like why do we have to like it seems in the the sequels is like we focus too much on like well things didn't work out the, the way we wanted which is like i get it that's a good way to create tension immediately but like but there's never a why it didn't work out yeah we're never yeah. told why, why. Republic just yeah stuff out the first order you never told why yeah. han and leia and you know you can argue books but i'm not talking about books or anything why han and leia mm-hmm. why luke went to, he went to look for the first jedi temple why there's never answered to the why and and even when it ends you're like i'm still trying to figure out the you get they kind of have to double back and be like well why because lando and i went like yeah you're never there's still never a definitive why on anything yeah and uh that's the one unfortunate thing i think about i mean even the prequels you know you could argue whatever you want at least you know the why is the why is because anakin has got to be bad and palpatine has got to be the emperor there you like that's it uh, and yeah, whatever. They were fun movies. I don't give a crap. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's vague, which is also what, another thing that's vague is Mark Hamill's letter. <laughs> it's very well put together, but it's not. It feels like he's not saying he doesn't want to do looks. I mean, yeah and no. You know what I mean? Like it's just. I feel like it, he was told <laughs> write this yeah. letter. Like yeah, it's just sort of like, what are you talking about, Mark? I mean, it's nice. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to hear something from Mark Hamill. And quite frankly, I don't think we're going to hear the end of him talking about Star Wars till nope. he passes away. It's like Stan Lee. Stan Lee retired from uh-huh. comic a long time ago, but he was always prominent because one, he's Stan Lee. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, people want his feedback, and they also want to hear his story. So it's like. 
perhaps he won't act in another movie. Maybe he'll do some voice acting. And we honestly live in a time where they could put him in a movie and not have him (laughs) there ever again. Like Ed Sheeran in Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) You don't even know. It's like he's that weird fish thing. Like, oh, cool. (laughs) I'm sure Ed Sheeran's like ecstatic. He probably thought he was going to be an action figure. Then he realized they didn't make action figures for this movie. Oh, hello. Uh, Do you want to go over to the odds? Let's do it. Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm so good at this. All right. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to us by Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Join us. Patreon.com slash Podcast. We're there. Uh, well, we're here a lot, too. We're everywhere. We yeah. are everywhere. All right, Brock. Who are our patrons? Our Patreons are executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Jana Rubio, Rachel Alford, Rural Farm Boy, Sooner Thrawn, Austin Scher, Scott D., Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Gleek Play One, Kayla Davis, Automated Joy, Charlotte, Mariah Weakland, Jericho Kane, Four Leaf Clover, Girls with Sabres, and the Den of Nerds. Den of Nerds. Woo! Yeah, he Thank just you. sucked, just like Josh, to suck the air out of a room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have some fun with the odds today. Uh, the first odd, the odds of Hondo appearing in live action. This was our top five last week, but will Hondo Anaka appear in live action? If Filoni has any ability to uh, have a live action huh. thing that he runs, perhaps. Um, I, I, It would be smart, especially since Hondo is in the theme parks now uh i'm gonna go 55 percent because nice i like no, it I mean, like it's it's going not full brock i i'm pretty <laughs> optimistic that perhaps one day we'll see him even if he just walks to the background but like yeah i'm gonna go 53 percent. he shows up a mando season two at some point because i feel like now that the mando's like fully like established itself mm-hmm. feloni <laughs> can now bring in the characters he wants he's like hondo's gonna be in this scene and that might, like you said he might just be walking in the background but i think hondo's coming up because now they have they give ahsoka is going to be in it i think yeah. you know we're going to start to see things that they're good they're going to start to have what we were talking about earlier a little bit more fun with uh the characters that they have in their toolbox i think it's more likely we'll hear his name mentioned at some point um but it's dingy we have to go see a pirate friend of mine. Who? My friend Hondo. Yeah, but then how old will, will he be at that point? Because you can see a difference of Hondo yes. in Rebels in, in comparison to Clone Wars. Well, he'd be so what? Like 10, 10 years? Like how, he'd only be 10 yeah. years older than Rebels, right? Yeah, so is he still... Do it! I, mean, I feel like Hondo will continue to be a scoundrel till the day he dies. Yeah, so. and hopefully that never happens. Yeah. Our next are the odds of the Mandalorian removing his helmet multiple times in season two. Will he? Will they now be like the Captain America, Spider Man? Just take the helmet. Just take it off. We don't just take it off. Or is he going to leave it on the whole time? See, like it, there's two conflicting issues. It's like 
his whole point of keeping it on and the one time it comes off in where we see his face in season one like that's a that's a good moment it's worth seeing his face for what like ig11 says to him yeah but like he he's so gung-ho about that that like you kind of like has to continue Uh to do that and that but then at the same note it's like I'm sure Pedro Pascal doesn't want to hear wear the helmet or at least, you know, wants to be on set. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've broken down how much he's not actually there. I haven't like, heard he's anything. I'm always... sure. I'm sure you could probably sniff it out, but I, I have not. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's weird. I mean, I always say this, but like, I, you can do whatever you want. Like it's weird to have a high profile actor be a character where you don't see his face. Yeah. For sure. You know? I mean, I think, look, I think we're going to get, uh, I think he's going to do it twice. Mm. Oh, yeah, I didn't give a nod. Did I? I'm going to say. More than twice? What was the question? How many times is he going to show his face? Uh, the odds of, of uh, the Mandalorian removing his helmet multiple times in season two. Yeah, two sounds about right. I'm going to go 65%. I just feel we're going to get to the point where the dark saber is going to find its way home to Mandalore, and at that point he'll remove his helmet, and then maybe another time. That might be the only one, but I think I'm going to go two. I'm going to go sixty-three percent for two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be a huge factor of the storyline being season two that like he now there are no other Mandalorians for him to be with, so maybe he just casts it off because it's like there's no group anymore but that would that feels like a real flop yeah i like him i like him wearing it Mm -hmm. uh our final odd today the odds of a lightsaber we have never seen before appearing on the mandalorian season two a new lightsaber will a new lightsaber shine a light literally so do you mean another special lightsaber like the dark saber or just uh, just a different color we've never seen before. No, it could be a different color, different hilt, different dark saber. Like just, it won't be Ahsoka, Luke, uh, Leia, like one of those ones that we know. It'll be a brand new lightsaber fighting against the dark saber. Um, I'm gonna go eighty-five percent. I feel like wow. a flashback of some sort. Do I like that? I'm going to go full Brock because it could be a flashback. I- I'm just curious, you know, um, Giancarlo Esposito mentioned how he broke three of the Darksabers already mm-hmm. during the rehearsals. What is he, if he's not fighting a lightsaber, what is he fighting is what I want to yeah. know. Like, what is this against? Because we haven't heard, you know, obviously we haven't heard anything, but well, is it another lightsaber or is it somebody with some kind of like stick that like Grievous's men had? Like, what is it? I'm curious about that. Yeah. So I, did I say full Brock? I'm gonna go full Brock. That's what I said. <laughs> I think that's what I said. I don't know. It. I hope whatever. It is, I just hope that we all like the second season of Mandalorian because now there are expectations set, and yeah. uh, that's one thing that nobody can ever top is your own expectations. All right, you want to go to the news? Let's do it. But are you <clears throat> ready for the news? I'm always ready for the news. I don't know because I'm gonna bring in the heat. Holla news. Holla news. The news you need to know right now. 
Uh, if you go ahead and head over to StarWars.com, there is a new excerpt for Star Wars Shadowfall, which I believe is the sequel to Star Wars Alpha Squadron. Um, it will contain the characters from that and go on to a further story. Um, they, it shows a scene of our, the characters Chaz and Nath playing a game of Sabacc. And they're waiting to be called into battle. But of course, there's much more going on than just a fr- friendly competition. Uh, Shadowfall will arrive June 23rd. And if you've missed out, apparently is on sale, uh, e-book, ebook format for $199. Uh, I'm assuming US dollars. Uh, I have it and I have not finished it, but now I have time. <laughs> From now till April 10, it is on sale. So check it out. If you want to read the expert excerpt, it's on StarWars.com as we speak. And if you've heard of this new show, Lego Masters, well, guess what? This week, they did an episode with Star Wars-themed Lego creations in a special Star Wars-themed episode of Fox's hit series, which is so funny to hear it after, what, probably three episodes. Uh, Will Arnett, uh, the host, with guests BB-8, C-3PO, and R2-D2, challenged the remaining contestants to build their own droids and replicate iconic scenes inspired by Star Wars Saga. Only the most impressive builds, to quote Darth Vader, will please the judges and make allow them to move forward. It was a must-watch for all LEGO Masters slash Jedi Masters. For Will Arnett, he said, Star Wars was a huge impact on me early on. I remember this day I saw A New Hope in the theater in 76. 70- Seven. I went back three more times. All these years later, to be able to be working with Lego and then have C-3PO and R2-D2 next to me is like a fulfillment of a crazy lifelong dream. So check that out. It was already, it's already happened. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you can catch it on uh, on whatever you watch TV again on. Uh, it's a, I haven't watched the show. I'm very interested in it. But yeah, Star Wars, good stuff. And in our final story, Ahmed Best did an interview uh, about uh, where is it? with docu- uh, Star Wars documentarian Jamie Strangroom. That's quite a name. Uh, talking about his future project, uh, Star Wars The Jedi Ch- Temple Challenge, which will be a game show for kids that has them vying for the title of Jedi Knight. Um, hopefully it is supposed to premiere in June. Hopefully it still will. But uh, Ahmed said, this is the thing I think Star Wars is falling short of now. There really isn't very much to believe in anymore. The lack of faith in the mythology is really the thing I find to be missing. We don't talk about the Force anymore in the Star Wars movies. We're really about lineage and legacy and technology. But the thing that made Star Wars work was the Force. There were two sides, the light side and the dark side, but we all believed in the Force. That's what worked in the Lucasverse when it comes to Star Wars. And he's saying that uh, the Jedi Temple Challenge will focus a lot more on the Force. Of course, this is a game show, so perhaps there will be some story of some sort. I don't know. I'm very excited to learn more, but it sounds like they're putting some real work into this game show, and I cannot wait for it to be released and this has been your hollow news i can't wait for that game show either does there a release date for it uh i think there was something in june i didn't copy it here because it's sort of like because i don't it 
I don't know if they shot anything yet, but uh, yeah, I, it's an exciting show. It's I think it's nostalgic for our generation for sure. Cause yeah. it's like Temple, Temple of the uh, what? All those Nickelodeon shows where like goop falls on you, like uh, guts and American Gladiators. Oh, it won't be the same. I don't think kids are gonna get knocked over, <laughs> but uh, but this this show sounds exactly like a lot of those Nickelodeon uh, game shows. Uh, I uh, I'm very looking forward to it. Bring it on June. We'll still be in isolation. Top five. <laughs> top five. Today's top five. Top five characters Jamie Lee Curtis could be playing on The Mandalorian Season 2, but won't be. Top five characters Jamie Lee Curtis might be playing on Season 2 of The Mandalorian, but probably she won't be. Top five. Here we go. <laughs> Play along in the chat. My number five, Padme's sister. <laughs> Do it. Uh, My number five... And this is in Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian season two. I'm gonna go with a scientist that was working with Doctor whatever his name. Okay. Is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Doctor Shivago. That's it. Doctor Shivago. <laughs> was it Doctor Pershing? Doctor Pershing. Pershing. That's it. I, I don't know why I, I had a V name. But that's Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this one coming around. I don't like it because there's already somebody playing this character. But the armorer unmasked doesn't work for me. But uh, that's my number four. I don't like uh, it. I'm gonna go. Like it. I'm gonna go a little different. I, she's gonna voice something. I think she is going to voice some kind of force creature, mm. maybe like the Bindu that they have to encounter because of whatever Baby Yoda is. The Jamie Lee do. Yeah. I am the Jamie Lee do. <laughs> uh, my number three, Din's mother. Din Jaren's mother. Mama Jaren. Like she's alive still? She is alive and well. Unknown nice. to Din Jaren at this moment in time. And she's like, I'm your, I'm your mother, Din. Your last name is Palpatine. In the same vein of what I just said, I'm gonna have Jamie Lee Curtis voice a Yoda character, but not Yoda. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Interesting. I would. She might be. I good don't know how that would sound. I think she could pull off a Yoda. Do all voice. Yodas talk like that? I don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what Yaddle sounds like. So funny. So much that my number two is Yaddle. My. <laughs> She's just flat, full makeup too. Like not doing the voice. She's full makeup. Yaddle. Yaddle doesn't die. We don't know what happens to Yaddle. She vanishes with Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Your number two. My number two is gonna be Princess Leia Organa. That's right. They are going to CG a young, uh, a middle aged. Uh, Leia onto Jamie Lee Curtis's face. <laughs> I don't know why. Why not? I, I feel fun representation of the rebellion slash new republic. If you can do it, do it. That's what I say. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, and my number one, Holdo's widow. <laughs> Holdo's widow. 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 But is Holdo dead at that point? Yeah. 
No. Holdo. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make sense. Hold Holdo. go with Holdo's okay. widow. Time travel, Brock. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> My timing is way off. All right, forget it. Forget it. Mon Mothma's widow. Uh, are we on number one number one (laughs) my number one is going to be some type of high ranking imperial that's still in power I don't know like a governor price almost I mean that'd be perfect but uh, I don't know I, I, I don't know how I feel like I feel like they should be less and less imperial Okay, then we'll switch it up. She's a first order. Ooh, nice. They are it all together or whatever. So then where is she in the sequel trilogy? I don't know. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. Where is the Y? (laughs) She's wearing the... She's one of the Sith acolytes in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. At some point. She's... um, yeah, she's 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 a Sith trooper. She's just yeah. wait, she's just waiting on Exegol to be summoned. Are we there yet? How did they get those clothes to fit all those stormtroopers on Exegol? That's what I want to know. Like, where'd they get that armor? They're just like they're all the like. Are they all clones? Did they ever say that? Because otherwise, you would not know their size, right? Like, they're kids. They're going to grow. You don't know what they're going to grow to. <laughs> Magically, all the red Sith Trooper outfits worked out? Come on. Even Shivipi's not. He's like, I know your height. I have foreseen it. <laughs> that's that's the Palpatine that we know and love. The armor, they just get a 3D printer and print out all the armor. <laughs> ah, very, very new age of the First Order to finally see yeah. what's going on. Just looking for the graphic. Bam. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. If there are others, let us know because I don't know them. But they probably exist because, uh, Brock, you listen to podcasts. Where do you listen to your podcast the most? Uh, Stitcher. Is there a reason? Can I ask you that? Yeah, I mean, Am I allowed? Um, I'd always heard about it for the longest time. There's a lot of different things on it in, the, in my podcast. Uh, the podcast I was listening to, they're like, well, if you subscribe to Stitcher, <laughs> you get this exclusiveness. Oh, here and there. okay. And then I think what really got me going was the Marvel uh, Wolverine radio yep. play thing. Yep. That's what really got me to subscribe. I'm like, I need to hear this. And it, it's really good. So I'm just, I'm always curious because yeah. from what I know, I thought that they all had the same stuff, but I guess they don't. That's why I just don't know. Does it does it play better? I don't know. Um, I think it's a, it's a little bit of both because that's a good question. I when I subscribed, they they weren't as big on Spotify yet. Yeah, Spotify just so like over the last know. year or two. Was... I was asking. Yeah, because like I know my roommate Joe listens to it on Spotify. Like a lot of the same podcasts that I listen to. Hmm. And I, they were because of the coronavirus. They're releasing their premium stuff for people that don't have it, just yeah. to be nice and what have you. But uh, I said to him, "I was like, oh, they're releasing it. Have you heard this one?" He's like, "I know. I've watched the movie. I don't know." And it's like, so I, I don't know. I really, that's a good question. Interesting. Just, just. But yeah, anyways, 
fantastic platform. Whatever you like. Yeah, whatever you like. I mean, outside of Patreon, we're putting it all out there. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much all the Patreon stuff's going on for this time now, too. Just the cloning around is... We'll pro- I'll probably make some of them for everybody, but like it's more... That's early access, quote unquote. We'll talk about it. I don't yeah. know. I haven't thought about it. I'm going to think about other things like sleeping and work. And I bought some beer today. Yeah. I walked into the LCBO and I said, I'm only going to buy one can of beer. Am I allowed in? They said, go to, go to heck. So I did. One in. LCBO. I don't know <laughs> how it is over where you are, but LCBO in the beer store, one in, one out. Yeah. Now the LCBO I, I, and the beer what? store where I live is small. We should, yeah. 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 I get it. But, you know, I stood in line for 20 minutes to get into a grocery store. And I'm like, that's fine with me. Because you know what? Like, staggering how many people go into the store does alleviate yeah. the stress. Like, oh, you yeah. don't feel like you're running into a million people. Yeah, I, I did. This. Yeah. I didn't wait quite as long. But uh, I waited for a couple, after a couple people. And I walked in. And it was nice. I got whatever I wanted. I helped people find things. I'm that kind of guy. From a distance. I was like... <laughs> and then you touch their faces. <laughs> I was like... It's so smooth. He's like, sir. Uh, anyway, this is the 164th episode of the Rebel Scum podcast where we uh, uh, touch hands. We're not using Zoom. We should let people know we're not using Zoom yet. No one cares. Yes. We st- I still don't really know. What, what, everyone's obsessed. With- Apparently, you could put it on your TV. I don't understand how, but how do you put it on your? But I don't get how do you put it Man. on your TV? We're on Google Hangouts right now, and it's on a TV right now. So I'm not impressed with that. No, at all. neither am I. But I mean, I'm tr- can't they all yeah, go on you still TV? Need a camera. Yeah, it, nothing makes sense to me. Yeah, no, no, that's BS. I mean, no. Remember at Christmas time the the Facebook camera thing? Yes, I yes. Yes. That seemed to have faded away, but I was like, that's not a bad idea. Oh, all TVs should probably... No, you need the little tab that could go over the camera because, you know, people are spying. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. But, like, every TV should have a camera that they start manufacturing as of now. Like, after this is done, if you buy a new TV, it should 100% have a camera built into it with yeah. Skype, Zoom, Google Hangouts, uh, Facebook, all these yeah. apps with video chatting po- possibilities in embedded into it i don't see how is this not a thing right now it's just a giant computer i think i don't know how tvs work but i think they are (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i'm not telling you how to do your job tv makers because i don't know how you do it to begin with i appreciate it though and i appreciate having i think i have five tvs in this house two of them are set up it is what it is yeah because we watch everything on our phones anyways (laughs) Uh, actually i do not true story <laughs> i lived with a 13 inch tube tv my entire life and now i have a 55 inch tv i am not watching something on my little ipad or phone nope <laughs> i am not going that route all right brag this has been fun yeah do you know what rhymes with fun scum and that's what you always were oh rebel fun Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.